Welcome everybody and welcome back to the Rambling Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Kalichi, or Kelechi, because some people can say it with the proper emphasis. But well, welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Appreciate y'all coming back and listening to me. If you're new around this part, thank you for coming by. Hit that subscribe button. If you've been here for a minute, share the podcast. Share your love. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know why you like the podcast. Let me know some of the, your thoughts about the topic we talked about. And if you're new around this part, it's okay. You can just drop by and say hello. All my affiliations will be down in the description. So check it out and hit me up. I like to talk to people, you know? What do we do on this podcast? As the title says, it's a rambling mind podcast. I tend to ramble a lot, as you've already experienced in the first minute of this podcast. I go on a lot of tangents, but mostly we try to cover the news. We try to talk about a lot of business stuff, what's going on in the business world. Because guess what? One of the biggest things on every single person's mind out there is their money and how the economy is working and how that's going to affect their bottom line. And so I try to break it down in the easiest way possible, in a way that every single person can understand it. But we'll touch on other things like sports. We'll talk, we'll touch on faith. We'll talk, we'll touch on technology. We'll talk on culture, all kinds of different things. But how y'all doing? I hope y'all had a wonderful weekend. We're coming out of the weekend. I hope y'all had a great one. I know I had a pretty chill weekend. I worked a little bit over the weekend, but it was nice and chill. Didn't really do too much. Had the opportunity to catch up with one of my old, old friends that I haven't seen in almost 14 years. My God, like, it's such a long time. It was like we moved when I was super young. And, you know, we just lost connections, but somehow we got back in touch and we were able to just catch up. And it was just like old times. It was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was just nice to be able to catch up. Me and my sister went to see her. She was one of our childhood friends growing up. And my sister and her were a lot closer. So their catching up was just like they just picked up from where they left off, even though they were like, what, 13 and 14 when we left. But they were just they just picked right back up and they were just talking away and just having a good time and it was just interesting how like you haven't seen your friends in so long like you feel like oh my gosh are we gonna be able to relate but all of a sudden you sit down and it's just like boom you just start talking away talking about what has happened since the last time you saw each other talking about what's going on with your future talking about where you are right now stuff like that it was so cool to just be able to witness that which was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to just be on the sidelines and witness them catching up witness them telling their stories about about what they've been doing about who they've been hanging out with about where they've been all that kind of stuff it was pretty dope it was pretty dope and it made me think it made me wonder back and go back to like man i have a lot of people that i need to catch back up with i need to i need to hit them up and see where you at what's going on with your life just to build that friendship back up just to build that communication back up you know because you never know what can happen you never know it's just good to keep communication with people it's easy to lose touch of people but it's just you know do your best if there are friends in your life that you know you you should reach out to go ahead and reach out to them and just see how they're doing not because you need anything just to hit them up and be like what's up how are you doing where you at and that's something that i'm gonna be doing because it's just good to just get back and catch up with people but anyway let's just catch up on a quick some quick news some of these things are going to refer back to the 
podcast I did last week. If you haven't listened to it, please go check that out. We talked about some interesting topics, talked about some in-depth things on that podcast. As y'all know, I've been releasing these things on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So every Tuesday and every Thursday at 6 a.m. Eastern, you can always check these things out. And if you're on Spotify, you're going to be getting these things first. So go check that out. Hit up that subscribe button so you don't miss a single one of these podcasts. And if you are new, you can always go back and check out some of the stuff that I did in the past. Listen to it. Catch up with it. Get with the crew. Know what we're talking about. And we're going to go from there. But nevertheless... Let's get right into the first topic of today. So last week I talked about Jewel and how the CDC is investigating Jewel and how the CDC is investigating into some of the things that they're starting to notice with people who use not just Jewels, but e-cigarettes in general, but particularly Jewel. I'm going to focus particularly on Jewel because in Michigan, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, flavored versions of e-cigarettes were banned. Jewel was banned in Michigan for the most part. So all the flavored versions. Now, I didn't know this at the time when I made that last podcast, but apparently Jewel has all kinds of flavors. I mean, I thought they they mainly had like menthol flavor, maybe some fruit flavors, but my goodness, they got bubblegum flavors. They got cotton candy flavor. I'm like, what? Dog. And Michigan just put a lid on the whole situation and said, we're banning it. We're going to be the first ones to handle this situation with Jewel and all these e-cigarettes that are doing all kinds of nonsense. We're just going to go ahead, jump in front of the jump in front of the train and just stop it and make sure that because one of the issues that they noticed is like, although Jewel says it's targeting its audience is those who are trying to cut back on smoking. What ends up happening is it's a lot of kids, especially when you have flavors like cotton candy, bubble gum that come on, man. A lot of these flavors are, it's more inviting to teenagers. And if you see the commercials for Jewel, I don't even know. It's like the way they advertise it is just so directed to, to kids. It's like stuff that people young would like to be a part of. They don't advertise it like, oh, this is for people who are trying to lay off smoking or trying to quit smoking and we just give you an option for it. No, the way they've advertised it is very much like, if you want to vape, if you want to be cool, if you want, you know, the way cigarettes companies in the past used to advertise it is the same way Drool advertised it. Michigan just went ahead and just, we're nipping this thing in the bud and cutting out all those flavors. And the one, that was one of the ways that we're getting people hooked on it was the sweet flavor because you know, your tongue, your mouth and your nose is connected. So at the end of the day, when you're smoking something and it has that sweet aroma, it has that sweet flavor, you want more of that thing. They're like, man, this thing is beautiful. You forget all about the toxic nature of it. Think about sugar and how much we love sugar because it tastes so sweet. And we're like, "Mm, that thing makes me feel good. And so we get more and more of it. So on the topic of CDC, the CDC has been looking into e-cigarettes. And what they found was like approximately 450 people have gotten uh, a disease from e-cigarettes in over 33 states and they're starting to see it as an epidemic the cdc says and basically what they're they can't pinpoint exactly what the disease is or they can't give it a name or anything like that but i was talking to my sister and she was saying it's something to do with the pulmonary something with your lungs that anyway i wish she was here so she would be able to tell you more about it because she's in the medical field and she was she was that was something that they were already talking about in the medical field and she'll be able to explain it more, but unfortunately she's not here. But 
it's something to do with people's lungs and they're starting to notice not necessarily tar buildup like you would see on somebody who smokes cigarettes but something else where they're starting to notice a lot of people are getting sick and as a matter of fact five people have died from this ailment that has that has been linked to e-cigarettes so it's starting to be more of a focus the fda has already like put a lot of stringent restrictions around all these e-cigarettes and then, uh, so uh, so working with the CDC now is becoming more and more of a priority for these companies. So it's just something to think about with this uh, Juul situation. It's something to just talk to people that you see doing it. Just, you know, I'll probably tell them to lay off the thing for right now because a lot of people think of it as an alternative to smoking. It's not healthier. It's better just to not put any smoke in your lungs at the end of the day. Uh, people think of it as, oh, it's, you know, it's vaping, it's a little bit cooler, I don't have any of the side effects, but it's like anything else. If you think there's no side effects because they think it's an alternative to something else, somebody's lying to somebody. And there's definitely something that we do not know that these companies know about, and they're just trying to hide from us. But nevertheless, we'll move on from there to something a little bit more, a little bit more uh, serious and more focused on the business world. So the, jo- the jobs reports, I said the jobs report, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just came back from church, and so, you know, I'm thinking about Job. But my bad. The jobs report. And I'm not talking about Steve's job report. I'm talking about the jobs report. This is the report that you get, that we get every quarter on the amount of jobs either lost or added in the economy. And it tells, it gives an idea of where the economy is and what direction the economy is going. Is the economy growing so more jobs are being created? Or is the economy slowing down and more jobs are being cut back? The jobs report came out, I believe it was last Friday. And it showed that the U.S., and this is focused mainly on the U.S., by the way, for all my international listeners, if I have any international listeners, I would love to have some international listeners. I'm just saying it was released that they add the U.S. added 130,000 jobs, which isn't bad, but it was expected that the U.S. would be adding 150,000 jobs. So it's one of those things I talked about it in one of the podcasts in the past expectations versus realities it controls a lot of what we think if you expect something to be good and it ends up being a little bit less than good it's not good because expectations drives a lot of what we do so even though we they added over a hundred thousand jobs but the expectation was to be 150 it kind of makes the story not be as positive as it can possibly be however though there were some positive positive aspects that can be drawn out of this so some of the key takeaways had to do with women and minorities. So first of all, got to give a shout out to all the ladies out there. What's up? Women are the better, stronger, just better smelling, just the better gender for the human race in all honesty, because what we don't have is men with when our pride gets in the way, they're able to do a lot of things that we can't even imagine doing. So shout out to all the ladies out there. And this is focused on them. In the last quarter, over 1.1 million new jobs for women between the ages of 25 to 54. So over 1.1 million women joined the labor force. And this isn't like women going from one old job. This is brand new workers joining the labor force. So there's a growing rate of women entering the labor force, which is amazing, which is great. And then on the other side of that, Hispanic or Latino unemployment rate fell from uh, I, I believe it was 5% to 4.2%, which is 
pretty dope. And then also in the black community, unemployment fell from 6% to 5.5%. And these are record low historical numbers. And now the most important number that a lot of you're going to be seeing a lot of this on newscasts and a lot of this is the number of 3.7% unemployment rate. Now, the number can be misleading. It's a good, strong number for the economy, but it doesn't exactly point to everything going on in the economy. It's a good thing that we have a 3% unemployment rate, which is great. However, we're not adding as many jobs as we are expecting to add. But shout out to the shout out to all my African-American brothers and sisters out there or generally black people out there. What's up? Shout out to all the Latinos who are working hard or the Latinx, I think is the way I should be saying that. And shout out to all the ladies getting out in these streets, telling everybody they don't need nobody. They can do bad all by themselves because they are I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T independent. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? They're killing it out here in this game. But that was the jobs report. It's, it's a pretty positive report for the most part, but it has its negative aspects as well. On to the next topic. We're going jumping right and attacking Google this time around. So specifically, YouTube was fined $170 million because of the way it has been targeting kids. The FCC announced a fine of $170 million on Google. First of all, that number sounds like a lot to you and I because I don't have 170 million just coming out of me. But let me put this in perspective. YouTube makes more than that amount in about six minutes. Specifically, Google makes about $170 million in about six minutes. So this was literally like getting spanked on your hand. It didn't really do much for them. Like it's like, okay, cool, we'll pay the fine. But the bigger picture is not necessarily just the fine, but it switches up the way YouTube has to do things. Now, YouTube didn't admit any wrongdoing in the whole situation, which I'm about to explain more, but they are changing the way they do things. Now, the fine was specifically targeted to YouTube kids. If you don't know, YouTube is not just YouTube. YouTube has another app called YouTube Kids for younger kids to be able to watch kids-specific shows. However, the problem came about in the way YouTube was targeting ads to those kids. Now, there's a law in place called the Children's Online Privacy Act, which protects children. And you cannot collect data from children unless you have the permission of their parents. You're not allowed to do that because of the COPA Act. But YouTube was doing that nevertheless, collecting that data because they said, well, the account that's using it is not a child's account. It was a grown-up account, and they were assuming that they were trying to play the law a little bit and saying, well, we're assuming that it wasn't necessarily a kid that was using it. Now, the problem with that is you can't make that assumption. You can't make the assumption that just because somebody is using, because we all, we've all been there if you, if you're around a lot of kids, sometimes kids use your phone to watch kid videos. So YouTube was just saying, well, because it's this account, we can collect this data and just sell ads to companies by doing so. And that's not allowed by that privacy act is to protect kids because kids are still young. They're still developing themselves. They're still getting that mindset and they don't, and the world doesn't want YouTube and all these other companies to have a chance to just dominate their minds and dominate all that they are at this, at this young age. And so that's why it's, they're protected. So YouTube is going to do the following things to make, um, to make some protections of themselves and to make some changes in the way YouTube uh, kids act. So one of the things they're going to do is they're going to alter their algorithm or they say they're going to alter their algorithm to an extent to make sure that they're not targeting kids. And they're just going to assume that all kids 
uploaded, all kids shows and all kids uh, videos uploaded to YouTube, anything that is made for kids that you think will be for a kids program or has that label um, for kids, it's basically going to be assumed that it's a child that's watching it and no data will be collected. However, this does affect a lot of YouTube creators who create for family products, who create for kids because it will affect the way that they get their advertising dollars it will affect the way they make their money but this is a good thing in general it is a good thing that youtube is changing the way they do things because these kids are too young to have to start dealing with these privacy issues at such a young age dealing with this data collection issues dealing with being advertised specifically towards specific uh towards specific things and being advertised to want to get specific things so as you know into in the world of today youtube kids is the tv for kids it's where most children go to watch watch their shows and stuff like that because there's an endless amount of entertainment that's there it just i think they said that every minute about 67 more hours of content is uploaded to youtube and especially to youtube kids a lot of kids love watching youtube kids and that's what if you know parents most of the time they just give them an ipad and they say babysit my kids for me real quick i need to handle some business so it's good that youtube is being forced to handle these things so moving on from there next story i want to talk about i want to talk about um hurricane dorian so finally we thank god that hurricane dorian went past and the damage wasn't as i mean in the bahamas it was pretty bad but on state side it wasn't as bad in south carolina and north carolina when it did touch down but it did have some damage. So I'm praying for all the families out there that the Lord will be with you and keep y'all as you're going through this trying times and trying to take care and handle care, uh, handle business. But one of the interesting notes that I found out was, uh, this has to do with tech also, but it's uh, the importance of the way 5G is going to work. So if in case you don't know, 5G is the next step in technological advancement as far as cellular, cellular data. Um, so we have 4G, you have it on your phone right now, you know, it's super fast, but 5G is going to be worlds faster than that. Right now, 4G gets to like a hundred megabytes download. 5G will have over a thousand megabytes download. So that's going to be a crazy amount of speed that you'll be able to get on your phone, which will be able to do other things. Like we're going to be able to control more, uh, robots, be able to do a lot of more autonomous things with 5G, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. So, but a lot of companies, I don't know if you've seen the Verizon commercials and the stupid AT&T commercial with the 5GE nonsense and how they're trying to lie to the general public about how they have 5G, but they don't because nobody has 5G yet. A few places has 5G, but it doesn't work that well. But AT&T be lying out here talking about, we got 5G evolution. We are walking toward the... Shut up. This is how they be lying to people. This is just a lie. 5G is not yet available publicly. However, one of the things that came about uh, from Hurricane Dorian, back to the main topic of why I brought this up, is the fact that 5G can affect the way that we track storms. So the problem is the waves that 5G uh, shoots out interferes with the... Um, national oceanic atmospheric and administration and the way they track storms so you know how we are able to track storms like minute by minute hour by hour to see exactly where that storm is going to go so we can prepare properly so we can make the right things available to people who are going through the storms 5g might affect that and it's something that they're wrestling with and it's something that they're trying to figure out how do we deal with this thing how do we make sure that 5g doesn't affect the way we 
we interact with these storms to make sure that we're protecting people because one of the benefits of even like the storm that we just had is knowing ahead of time that oh yo this storm is coming people start evacuating start making your preparedness plan so we can make sure that when the storm does hit you're able to get away so and it limits the amount of damage that's happening to people people are able to to able to handle situations better and just the ability to track storms is saying that the they're saying that it might fall back to prior to the 19 uh 1990s time period if 5g is this widely used and it can affect it so i don't really have a solution to any of that i just wanted to share that with y'all as we push and advance it seems like we're going to be losing things that are necessary so they're trying to figure out how to deal with that so Moving on from there into some tech topics. So Porsche uh, released their Taycan. I want to say Taycan because the thing is spelled T-A-Y-C-H-A-N. Or maybe it's Tichan. I'm just kidding. The way they pronounce it is Taycan. Porsche released their Taycan, which is the first electric car, uh, premium electric car, fully electric car that come, that is coming from them. However... I find it very useless because the starting price point is $150,000. In other words, it's not for you and I. It's not for people who are going to be spending $150,000 on car. No, it's not for people like us. And I don't know why car companies don't seem to understand why Tesla rules the electric market. Car companies realize that the electric market is important, but yet they keep doing nonsense when it comes to making electric cars and they keep doing stuff that just blows my mind they do one of two things either to make the extremely expensive electric car like the Taycan that is that just came out which is a cool car or they like or the i what is it called the bmw i8 that came out a few years ago those cars were over a hundred thousand dollars those are cars that we see and we're saying that's cool but i ain't still gonna buy it and they don't realize why Tesla dominates the market. It's simply because of price point. Until you can give us a fully electric car that I can go out and buy with my money. Because I just I just had to get a car recently. And I wasn't looking at electric cars at all. Because it was either I was going to get some trash BMW i3. Which is trash. Don't tell me anything. That thing looks like complete garbage. Or I get a Prius. Which... <sighs> is garbage as well or i go get a tesla which is over fifty thousand dollars i don't have that money and if you if anybody comes to tell me that the tesla the tesla 3 or whatever it is it is more affordable it's not that car still costs over forty thousand dollars so don't tell me that's affordable affordable is when you can get a car to be about twenty thousand plus before i can buy it before i can afford it most people can't afford to buy a tesla for forty thousand dollars without going in debt and i ain't trying to go in debt for no car it's not worth it. So it's just it's just interesting to me in the tech in the tech space everybody loves Tesla. They just love the idea of Tesla. But it's not practical when it, when you escape that bubble of tech and go into more practical atmospheres, it just doesn't work. And so I need car companies like Honda, I need Nissans of the world, I need Toyota, I need y'all to come out with a good looking fully electric car. That's how you dominate. If you are able to short change tesla and just release a $25,000 fully electric honda civic or honda corolla or toyota corolla or nissan Sentra, anything like that 
people will rush it. People will buy it at no man's business. They will buy the thing. They will just buy it out of stock. So understand this, car companies, please, I'm begging you, create a fully electric car that is not freaking expensive. Because I can ooh and ah at the Porsche Taycan, which is cool. It's a really good car. It's a really cool car. But I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's for whoever can afford it. Because it, I, it gets easily, it's easily ignorable. Except for if you're in the tech, tech bubble. But anyway, moving on from there. So we've talked about, I believe we've been talking about the chicken wars. Well, there's another war that's going on. And it's the meatless evolution. And how every single company wants to be part of this meatless evolution. So much so that Kroger has announced that they have, they're going to be coming out with their non-meat meat. And Tyson, if you don't know who Tyson is, Tyson makes chicken. Like they are the chicken kings of the world. Like they sell the most chicken to, ever. They're also coming out with a non-meatless a non-meat meat, a meatless meat. And as we see more and more of these, uh, of the change of the way that things are being done in society and people are asking more and more for these things. So we're going to be seeing a big battle in the non-meat arena with a lot of companies going into that and a lot of stores and a lot of businesses trying to figure out how do we sell these things. So Impossible Burger and I forget the other one that's really popular. Those two have been like the number one non-meat options but now companies are starting to cut into that market share and trying to dominate that field as well because people are really really wanting these things now the final topic of today before i get out of here i've been rambling for a good minute is the topic on walmart and a few companies that have banned where is it? Yeah, ban open gun carry in their shop, in their stores. So like I've been saying, I've been saying this for a minute now. It's no longer in the hand of the government as to what policing is being done and what policy is being carried out. CEOs rule the atmosphere in this day and age. CEOs are going to hold the key of what happens in society because CEOs are driven by one thing. They're driven by reporting to their shareholders profit now why do i say ceos drive these things because ceos have to report to customers customers have to buy their product and buy into their products and in this day and age if customers feel like you're doing something bad for the society for society as a whole they will not buy your product so we're seeing more and more ceos taking stances where in the past ceos would never do anything like this anything that would jeopardize their bottom line but now it is jeopardizing their bottom line so ceos are starting to take stances so walmart kroger cvs walgreens and wegmans if anybody knows what wegmans is hit me up and wegmans I've announced that they will no longer allow open carry weapons in their stores. And this is a big deal because we're starting to see a shift in culture, especially after the Odessa shooting and the uh, the other Texas shooting. We're seeing more and more outspoken CEOs, more and more different beliefs as to how to handle the whole situation with shootings, gun violence, and all these things. We saw last week where Walmart announced that they were going to uh, going to reduce the amount of ammo that people can buy from their stores and change how the ammo that people can buy from their stores. So it's just interesting to note once again that the government may not want to change laws, but the CEOs of companies are willing to act fast to change how things are being done in our society today. It's something to think about. 
And it's also important to also think about the other side of things, because if CEOs carry this much power with no checks and no balance, they don't have to answer to anybody. No company has to answer to anybody except to their shareholders. If they hold this much power where they're able to make society societal changes like this, it is something to start thinking about and start viewing as this world is changing and we need to be very careful as to what we say we pledge our allegiance to or what products we buy. Now your money, where you spend your money matters so much more. It's no longer just dejected of I need this thing so I'm going to buy it. It's now there's a lot more impact than what you're putting your money towards. And that's all for today. And I'll see y'all on Thursday. God bless y'all. Peace.